I'm so excited. I'm lit up already hearing your voice. How yeah, are too. you? Me too. Me too. I've been thinking about you. I also realized that I have to pee. I'm like kind of like cozy and my bladder's like, okay, go do this now. So give me like 30 seconds, a minute, whatever, how long it takes. Perfect. Right you know what? Okay. I'll introduce you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> As you can probably tell, Asia Ophelia is one of my favorite people on the planet. You know what? Let me take my headphones off. Hopefully this doesn't fuck things up. Spoiler alert, it totally fucked things up. So let's just move along, shall we? <laughs> you'll get a better sense of Asia as you listen. And then at the end, you'll find out how you can follow her and continue your journey alongside her. Okay, we're back. Good. I fucked with the tech first. So I, <laughs> I ripped out my headphones midway into recording. I'm like, wow, I wonder if, if that messed with the audio. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're, we'll get it. We'll get it. Exactly. <laughs> You're my first guest on the Way She Walks podcast. So you know mm. what? You get you get to experience all of this, all of this experimentation goodness. I love it. I love it. The realness. The realness. You know, that's actually kind of perfect because you're someone who I feel is always sort of moving with life and evolving mm. in real time in a really organic way. And I, I don't love hearing the word organic, but it is one of the things that I think of when I think of you, probably because I also associate you as one of the most authentic people that Aww. is in my sphere. I love it. Yes. Do you still call yourself the spiritual provocateur? I have to confess, I'm not often on social media anymore. Oh, good. Um, you know, I still resonate. There's so yeah. many other things that um, come to me. I feel like we're similar in the way that um, just the name of your podcast and how, sort of how words come to you and like mm -hmm. little clumps and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this feels really good. That still feels good. I don't, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can't immediately think of anything else, but yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, I love it. It's one of the things that also I associate you with because those are two words that ordinarily you would not hear go together. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What have you been evolving into lately? Oh my word. We're just going right in. Yeah. You know yeah. what? You know what? It feels like, um, an even more authentic shape. I know that that may feel redundant just in light of what we talked about, but mm. a word I was thinking about before I hopped on here was the word yield. And I was like, mm. you know what? That, that's, it's interesting because it can mean so many things, right? So mm -hmm. I thought about how I'm yielding to the cosmic hand and how it's sort of molding me. It's like reminding me and molding me. And then yield can also mean like how much something can produce, like how much abundance can you let in? Is yes. it like, is it like just a droplet? Is it is it like the full oceanic, you know, flow? Like what mm. is it? And then sort of like to yield, it's like the yellow light. It's like, hey, like slow down, slow mm. down, slow down. <laughs> I'm fucked up listening to this because I I yield came to me. It was so funny. It was a word that I was stretching my mind for. I was trying to apply it to a specific thing that yes. I was saying. And I was like, what the fuck is that word? And then 
dude okay so this is how this is how the quantum field works and i feel like we have such a chemistry and that's why i was looking forward to talking to you because i'm like all right let me just sit down and plug in i don't know what we're going to talk about but this is what's up for me so literally like 10 minutes ago the word yield it was just right there and then i wrote it down i started thinking about all the different i was like ooh, this is kind of a sexy word but it's kind of mm. old school mm. like i used to have old connotations about it and like the same thing you said you're stretching your mind so i'm like mm -hmm. okay well like what else is there so yeah that word oh my we word. plucked it from time <laughs> that, that is collapsing time right there we plucked it across the freaking time space yes, because i swear to god you're right i think it is a, a fairly old word um and yet it feels so hot. I don't know. I, I love it. I was like, what is that word? And I was like, oh, it's in our collective consciousness. Let's just go back. Let's rewind. Let's pull the threads back. I like that. I like that. I've been, you know, sort of, I, I like how you described it as hot because I'm making peace with some of these, like, it's almost like a biblical word too, you know, like it's mm. a word that, and there's something about like going back there and reclaiming the feminine essence of some of these words. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, so. Oh my goodness. There she is. There she is. I'm so mm -hmm. happy too that you said we had such a good chemistry because that's literally what I was saying when I was talking to the void when you were gone, I was like, listen, this is a free-flowing episode, but this woman, I just absolutely adore her. Like, even if I'm not active all the time online, I still think about – she's someone I still think about. Um, largely because it feels like a soul connection when we talk, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It feels like no time at all has passed. And you know how rare sometimes those relationships are, but when they're there, it feels – I don't know. There's like a perfection that has nothing to do with flawlessness, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It does. And because so another thread I was pulling on before we jumped on here was so, you know, how like hacking reality, like all these words are really, mm -hmm. really popular and mm -hmm. it usually involves some shortcut that leads you nowhere, at least in oh. my opinion. Oh. But but the one universal hack for full presence and participation. Wait. The one, wait, let me tell you what the one universal hack is. I shouldn't even try to be reading it because I wrote it down, but it literally is full presence. Mm -hmm. It's like showing up fully as who you are. That's how you can stop time. That's how you can heal bones. That's how you can arrive to a place when you know you don't have enough time in, you know, just like regular time. You go into this quantum space and then the impossible is possible. So that's really the only hack. And the way that you do it is with your full presence. And we could we could have a whole conversation on what full presence is and how we remember to arrive there. But, you know, most of us are extremely, extremely distracted as we're, mm. you know, we're on autopilot and we're moving through the world, you know. Oh, my goodness. This is see, this is why you're the first guest. <laughs> One, because you can roll with it. You can just go. You don't need to have a script in front of you. And that's why I love talking to you so much. You're very you are present. I feel you now. You know, mm. I don't feel you. The, the you you thought up five minutes ago that you had to present in front of me right it's yeah. you right now um and I love that you were talking about this because this is something I've been thinking about a lot it's one of the reasons why um instead of being fully on social media I'm kind of on my patreon membership space more and creating more of a concentrated undiluted frequency of my own mm -hmm knowledge and content and all of these things because I want you to choose to go deep with me I don't want you to feel like there's just this access there and I don't want to be part of overconsumption either 
Mm. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about overconsumption? Shoot, man. You're yeah, I mean, you're speaking to my heart. Let me mm. let me check in. How do I feel? Mm. Um I feel like it can sort of it can dilute your power. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, because I'm such a like my favorite medium is collage. It's like little pieces of this and that. And mm. I sort of like put them all in my cauldron and then it turns into something else. But for me to be able to do that, it requires this level of inspiration and participation. Mm. Um, I've always been sort of like a voyeur since we're, it's late at night. Let me just like come into my deeper register. So like, I remember going to Burning Man fully knowing that I wasn't going to be the wildest person there. I wasn't going to have like the perfect outfit, but that I was going to like immerse myself in just like being there and watching people and sort of just like feeling like what is this thing I wanted to like not that you can make sense of it but make sense of it in like kind of like a I just want to know everything about my lover like I want to know everything Mm. about you like tell me your story so I'm just like watching people and I think that's the reason that maybe when you think of me you sense um improvisation Mm -hmm, or organic or or because I don't know I feel like I'm this like amalgamation of all the people I've ever met all the smiles I've ever shared and at the same time I can be such a like I can hold the wall up and I can be really quiet and Mm -hmm. that's actually my favorite space to hop into because my inner world is so rich and if I can just like be quiet and observe like pick up on all the little things that no one is it just like really gets me off and so I think part of the reason I'm even still participating with the just the the fuckery that Instagram is is because um, because of that reason and it still feels like um, viable but at the same time everything you're saying feels like sort of like the ultimate freedom do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so I can you know I I totally get it and it feels like maybe I'll be following your footsteps you know I don't know (laughs) but yeah I mean and but the thing is with you though it makes you are just naturally so someone so magnetic for this reason though like you source Mm. so deep Mm. I think that's the thing you source so deep for what you're going to if if you even right like if, if you even deign to offer it up to the world it comes from someplace genuine it comes from someplace real it doesn't feel altered or copied or um mm. it doesn't feel like you know you're multiplying you're compounding something that shouldn't even be out there in the first place right like it's i don't know how to describe it it's like art to me whenever i see anything mm. of yours that feels really good and life affirming. Thank you. Mm, I'm so yeah. happy to see you in that way. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Ah, that's right. <laughs> but that's the thing about the two of us, though. We see each other fairly deeply. For two people who have never actually met in person, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? You just feel like kinfolk. And honestly, I yeah. feel that my mom is my mom's on the other side, if you will. And I feel mm. her I feel her nudge and her advocating for certain types of quality of, of friendship in my life. And what you're talking about is that exact thing where mm-hmm. we've never met, but we see each other in this way. We have this chemistry when we're talking, we play off one another. Um, it's like I sort of like I really feel your heart. Um, mm. and that that feels really important to me because I was thinking about 
Um, I love it that we're doing it like this. And I love it that it's sort of the first and it might feel clunky because there's something so authentic about analog and yeah. I think we've all been come a bit mistrusting of like Instagram and the filters and like mm. every, everything they can do to a, yes, it can enhance certain things, but it also can make us hide in this way where yeah. we're not stepping into our true voice or even just like I, a post I have planned is about magnetism and about how, being the most beautiful per person in the room doesn't have anything to do with how you look. Oof. And also even that idea, it can be really um, grounded in, in a loving reality because don't we want to walk into the room and feel just filled up on spirit, just like I am beautiful, mm. so are you. You know, yes. Oh, I that's can. my favorite feeling. I, I was talking to someone today, a client today, and she was like, "I feel like Oprah, one for you and one for <laughs> exactly. you." Exactly, <laughs> and that's been my jam lately. It's like, how generous can I be? Because mm -hmm. if you, the only way you can step into generosity is if you feel that you've already been fed. And like, obviously, mm -hmm. this is a this is something we cultivate within ourselves or we remember. But once we do that, it's like, it's our joy to like, if we're like, Oh, I'm filled up in love and I'm not lacking anything. You're not going to be like, like scroungy or whatever. I don't, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, when, when you're with someone else, you're going to be like, yes, yes, yes. Mm. And you know, that's what I aspire to be. And when I, I've been doing these little check-ins during the day and this has been my way to see if I'm telling the story that I want, right? Because mm. I'll just be like, what's, what's, what's your truth right now? So if I, if I find myself spiraling or starting to think thoughts that might be an old version of me that kept me alive, like, thank you for those. But like checking in, like, well, what's true for you now? Well, actually, you know, I'm in my power. I am chosen. People love me. And it feels so good just to like remember what's true for you and not what's on autopilot, what your brain is just used to telling you. So it tells Oof, you. That autopilot aspect for sure. All of that absorption that comes into so many people have their heads wide open and everything is pouring through. And then they're trying to filter it through some kind of logic that mm -hmm. is skewed and has nothing to do with what their body is saying with exactly. what their soul is saying I, I just I love the places that you're willing to go mm -hmm. in this way I'm wondering as you were saying this what are friendships like for you right now like how Ooh. yeah how <laughs> because we you and I can have these conversations I've certainly run into this before I've become a lot more selective with yes. who has access you have to be because right the, first, the song that came into my mind was I came here for love mm -hmm. and if you came here for love then you have to clean up your kingdom and Ooh. so if, if there are people in your kingdom who maybe you don't quite trust mm -hmm. or people in your kingdom who don't seem to want the best for you mm -hmm. or people in your kingdom who don't show up for you and you show up for them or people in your kingdom that you have to try to convince to love you you got to clean it out. And so Ugh. you're picking up on something major for me because over the holidays, I went through this friend betrayal and it actually felt like it jarred me awake, like sort of out of autopilot and out of survival into, oh my God, you're a queen mm -hmm. and you let the weeds grow. So my whole mission for the last month has been like, A, attending the inner hearth because when a betrayal happens, no matter who you are, where you are, there is, um, there are big feelings to deal with there. Mm -hmm. But even, even more than that, it's like, oh gosh, I'm like, I'm in technicolor again. Like my intuition is razor sharp and I'm not, I'm not waiting till it's obvious. I'm like, I can tell the weather now. Mm. 
mm. for three months from now because my body's so in tune with what's true for me. Mm. And look at hindsight, of course. Hind- I think hindsight, what a gift, actually. It's the be- most powerful magic and it's exactly. the most underrated magic. 100% to be able to look back and be like, ooh, I missed that. Mm-hmm. But then just to like remember what that felt like and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor my intuition and I'm going to listen, even if it doesn't make logical sense yet. We just, we've worshiped the logical mind so much that we're waiting for that part to lock in. And sometimes, and this is every time, this is what the intuition does. It's like, Hey babe, in three months, it's going to rain. Not only is it going to rain, it's going to storm. It's going to tornado. And you're like, "Uh, I don't know. It Mm -hmm. seems seems sunny right now. I'm just going to like, I'm going to go pet the bear. It's all good. Do you know what I mean? And then in three months, like clockwork, it goes down. And then your logical brain understands what your intuitive mind, your subtle body, your heart, your soul, your pussy always, always knew. Always. Knew. Honestly, I do know 100% what you're talking about. <laughs> Very intimately. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because this is a similar thing. I was actually going through this a lot more intensely last year. I think in December, I was feeling this more around family and what family connections were. And I think through that, like some some who are family friends, right? Things like that. Things that we let people who are used to get away with. But yeah. as you were talking, I had this thought where I was like, I, you know, I think this is where we get regret kind of mixed up. I don't think regret is like this, this loss necessarily. I think regret is this nostalgia that we have for a time where we list, like we listen so deeply and so purely to our own inner thing. And we just followed with abandon. Right. I think that's when, when the regret kicks in, it's like this melancholy and this nostalgia that we assume is like the worst thing ever, but it's really just a sign letting us know exactly hey we've there was a time where we weren't like this not that Mm -hmm. this was a thing that we did right this is a past to be ashamed of an event a choice or whatever it's there was a time where we listened with abandon yeah yeah every word I got chills I got Mm. chills (laughs) Mm, my voice deepened as I was talking I was like oh man and that's that's another thing is the power of voice like Mm -hmm. today I just got um a book from a friend who is kind of the same as you just someone that I've sort of watched online and had this etheric sort of relationship with and Mm -hmm. she sent me her new book which is called Bohemian Magic and in it there's a chapter about the quality of your voice and actually how you say your name and what it means as an energetic signature to the universe. Ooh. And so, yeah, just hearing you. Cause you know, when I, when I, when my body wants to sit up straight or I want to slow down and sort of get into that deeper part of myself, um, it's alchemy. Something's happening. Mm-hmm. It's to me, it's like, you're about to plug into the universal stream of consciousness and you're making that connection. You're just like slowing it down. So mm-hmm. that was another thing that was sort of tracking for me was um, remembering our voice. Oh, how do you, as one who's someone who, who collages and speaks to all of these different aspects and sources so deeply, how do you keep yourself from putting a filter on and removing that layer of authenticity like because for you I see even when you're playing with filters it's I still feel you so potently or when you're adding some kind of Instagram thing it's not a gimmick anymore it's just part of the art form it's like a brush another brush that you're using on the canvas so how do you keep yourself from turning it into 
something that removes you from people and disconnects you? That's such a good question. Well, A, I just thought of the words like become porous to spirit, like porous, become softened to spirit. And what does that mean? And for me, it's like, there's an, there's an artist that lives within me. And sometimes, um, you know, I love a good like vintage filter because it makes me feel like sort of the images I saw when I was growing up. It's like, I'm still there, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm channeling something that, that is important to me, you know? And I found that with you and the filters that you use too. I'm like, oh, this is an expression of like who she is artistically. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's less about hiding and more about bringing forth this part of yourself that, you know, you want to be seen and, you know, not to front and be like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't have insecurities or I show up all the time unfiltered, but Mm -hmm. it is this, it's this gradual process of like, in my mind, I'm seeing like when you're panning for gold and you're letting Mm. all this guilt just sort of fall to the side, you're letting all of the false things go to the side and Ooh, okay. So this is what I was thinking about yesterday was like embodiment, like what that means. And like, mm. in, definitely in my twenties, I was embodied and in the next decade I was embodied. And I don't really want to talk about my age because people be projecting stuff onto me. <laughs> but, but let me tell you about the level of embodiment that I'm at now. And I think it like, it is so magnetic because it's just being around a person that's ever more comfortable in their skin with like who they are and that always feels like an invitation for you to drop in and into another layer and the thing I love the most about life is that it's a deepening process so the honey gets like deep and it gets like you know viscous and the wine you know Mm. all things with time sort of take on this new patina and that's my favorite thing about life and you know the place where I'm at is really this place of calling in more and more embodiment so it's not that you know, I think the process of like working through any fears, projections, past things that you have is something we should include everyone in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not showing up as like finished. I'm not showing up as anything that you're not. I'm just showing up as fully human as I can, knowing that also there's like a God self within me, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. I just can't with you. <laughs> Resonating mm. so deeply with this. Mm. Honestly, I, I think I think that's been part of the joy for me aging. It, and I think, you know what, quite honestly, I've always been that person, that kid even, who always wanted to get older. Yeah. And I thought for a long time it was because I just wanted the control that I perceived adults had and freedom that I perceived adults had. But I honestly feel like because I the truth is I could sense my evolution as it was happening. Like every year I could tell that something was either taking hold, getting stronger or something was changing. And so I could feel that, that metamorphosis happening. And it wasn't like, I think if it, I think if we all metamorphosized in like a day, it would feel like a a burn. Like it would feel like we were on fire. Yeah. But because it happened so gradually and because we have years, we know things as years, time, time passing as years, it feels just like this slow burn, this like delicious slow burn over the course Mm. of my life. It makes aging so fun. I don't know. I don't, I don't resent age at all. Yeah, I love that. And I think uh, mystics and alchemists and people who are sort of tapped into that magic current, um, 
you know, old soul is a term that people also use for people that are typically tapped into that. You know, mm. I don't know if everyone resonates with that, but that's something that I always felt for sure as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling this resonance about perhaps it's just a trait of, you know, having been myth- here a while. Yeah. yeah. The mystics, the alchemists. You those- certainly have. It's funny when you were telling me that you love those vintage filters, there's this thing that happens sometimes when I catch you, it's like your frame alters. And I do see like a glimpse of someone you were not just someone that you are Uh uh-huh it's the wildest thing I don't know if I've ever shared that with you but it's so cool like (laughs) I know exactly the feeling you're talking about and I know exactly that phenomenon and it is sort of like stepping into our multi-dimensional self Mm -hmm. and remembering you know all the things that we have been and I think that's that's something that gives me a great deal of compassion for the human process the, the process that I'm in the process that we're all in of remembering you know Mm. I never used to consider myself to be a relentless perfectionist because I was very much aware of how often (laughs) or how uh deeply I would fuck up right and and I thought myself somebody who was really open to mistakes but you know you know you're you're reform you have to reform that or you know you're someone that used to exist in that headspace when you are like this this ever-present judge or there is an ever-present judge Mm. Mm. And for the longest time, you know, I was deeply weary of being compassionate towards people. I think because oftentimes I had so little compassion for myself. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So I admire, I admire people who can connect in that way and really open up to people and allow them to process and be here with us. Yeah, I think um, whenever we get into that, you know, because I think the reason I've had to lean into compassion so much is Mm. because, you know, very scorpionic, very like, Mm. you know, like sort of like you you made your bed lie in it. Like Mm. I I can definitely default to tough love. And Mm -hmm. I think exactly what you were saying. It's like remembering that there's um, a, a portion of me that only ever needs compassion you know Mm -hmm. that only ever needs that sort of like soft touch and I think it is good to you know the yin and the yang you need both right you Mm -hmm. need sort of that um my guides are very much um sort of split it almost feels like very angelic like Mm. cry on my shoulder for as long as you need and then there's this there are my guides that are like okay it's time to get up look me in the eye Let's remember who you are and, mm. and sort of like back out there, you know, it's like the sort of like, like I'm thinking, I'm really obsessed with like dance and movement right now. And I'm thinking about a teacher who is not going to just let you stay at a high, like, even if you're at the height of your career, they're going to like come over and push you. They're going to be like getting a little bit lower, Let's mm. see, you know, because the thing I've been finding is there's always more space. Like there's always more spaciousness and think, and I'm thinking about this in terms of like movement yoga anything you do where it's like you repetitively do something but you're trying to find that sort of like next level of spaciousness and obviously this can be applied to anything really and so I've just been the only way to find that is to like sort of move into discomfort and so I really need my guides that are like hey like great job but go back into the fire (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. I even love the way that was said too (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Um, you mentioned spaciousness, and the question that popped in my head was, "What What are you dreaming of right now?" Because there's so much spaciousness in that. Mm. And you were talking about being about your guides, and then you talked to me about being guided to pursue <laughs> dancing and all these things. So now it's got me thinking, like, what does this woman dream of? Like, where is where? I'm sure a lot of people have tried to pin you down also in your life. Like, there's there's a path there's a path that you must follow a path that impossible is... I just saw both of us as sort of these slippery snakes yes! just sort of like <laughs> you know what I mean because I was thinking about kind of how what a mystery you are even though you're mm-hmm. very forthcoming and I was like oh I like that because I feel really intrigued to like mm. you just keep like peeking behind the curtain to be like and then every time it's like yes to whatever you're doing and yes I love this question <laughs> because really for the first time in so long my life is not about because Scorpios can be very like obsessive and mm-hmm. there's also this like dark slash light cord to love mm-hmm. and lately I'm like the only thing I'm dreaming about is like myself oh. and that may seem I don't care how it seems let me just expound let me just on, tell you on what you that is care, it's hot it's hot as fuck. <laughs> thank you thank you for the first time because you know it's it's nine o'clock, so we could talk about this for the first time yes. in a long time. It is not about that D. Mm-hmm. It is not about who, yes! you know what I mean? It's not about any of that. I've like, it feels so good to just be like, okay, what's your impact in this world about? Mm. Um, when you wake up in the morning, what feels really good to, um, to like nourish your day and mm-hmm. start, you know, like, what do you need to be able to really succeed? What do you need to be able to really be generous? You know, Ooh. and I've really been asking myself these questions and living it. And, you know, for so long, it was about um, this sort of pursuit. And I've realized that the, per- like, if I turn that pursuit inward, this is actually how I become magnetic to whomever is going to meet me in mm-hmm. the depths of love is turning it back on me. And it's like, finally, I've gathered so much of my energy and turned it towards um, the betterment of my life. I've gone through a lot of changes in the last seven years, like Mm. divorce, leaving careers, houses, Mm. sickness, you know, like all of it. I've moved through all of it. And now it just feels like, okay, I'm in my second act. I really want to, it's sort of, it's so simple. It's like, I want to have fun. Mm -hmm. I want to be generous. Mm-hmm. I want to do something that makes me feel good. And I want to share my life with people who celebrate me and who I feel mm-hmm. the same about. And, you know, that feels like a really beautiful life. So that's what I've been dreaming of. I've been dreaming of like, uh, you know, building an A-frame and stepping into more of my power as um, a creator, like, a, like yes. in video and movies mm. and, and, and language and communicating. Um, yeah, these are, I've been dreaming of that, you know. Oh my God. I think I can't think of anything more perfect. And of course you talk about celebration and I feel like you've manifested this experience with me because this is exactly what I want this episode and any episode that anyone gets invited on to feel like I want it to feel like a celebration of their impact. Right. And for all that they are generous with others, I want this experience to feel somewhat nourishing. Right. I love that. Yeah. Love so that. you're I- kind of mirroring a lot of what we, we just are like that. Who says Leos and Scorpios don't do well together? No, but you know what I think it is? Cause I was married and almost like every man I've loved. My dad's a Leo. My mm-hmm. person I married, my husband was a Leo. Um, and it's right, like I finding... remember this because you use the term husband. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Brain. 
Um, so when you think of like uh, fire and water, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like something that douses. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it just doesn't work. But then you think about the element of steam, which mm-hmm. is a little bit of fire, a little bit of water. Oh. And like we seem to be able to meet in that space where mm-hmm. it's like no one's like dousing the other or putting out the other's flame. But mm-hmm. we're creating this really like sensual steaminess mm-hmm. around um, polarity. Oh, and you know what I think it, what it is, you know what I think, or at least one of the secret codes and sauce or whatever it is. I think it's because we come as ourselves, like fully mm-hmm. aware of ourselves, right? Because I think there would have been, I think if you had met me, you know, 10 years ago, this conversation wouldn't be happening largely because I couldn't even let people talk, you know, I was so adamant about just pushing myself in yeah. and then, you know, wanting wanting I don't even know if it was the spotlight I don't even know what I wanted 10 years ago but you know what you know what it is I'm hearing you it's mm-hmm. like it's like now you know you're already invited right now, it's like now oh. you know you know your thoughts are beautiful and they have their place so you don't have to like go throw them all on the table because you know mm-hmm. like now you know mm-hmm. and I think similarly you come in that same energy like it's almost as if we are two highly gifted, highly sensitive people, obviously coming from different backgrounds, but mm-hmm. that's where that co-creative magic is coming from, that steam. It's like we're honoring each other just by like being present with each other and giving each other space. I love that. Oh, it's so good. I yeah. mean, I, I can't like I can't not want to like marry a Scorpio now. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that would be just, fun. I, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you're in this kind of wink wink yes 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 <laughs> you're in this really deep space right now right and you're self-investing now where was was the investment going the energy investment going in a lot of different directions before you made that decision of like honing in more on you where do you think your energy was getting spent that it was like eh, I don't want to do that anymore you know what, uh, I'll, I'll sort of like attribute it to one big thing. And then maybe we'll break that down as we talk. But mm-hmm. I think it, it, hold on, let me just gather my thoughts. Take that moment. That, yeah, where was that energy going? You know, it was going into the pursuit of figuring out um, sort of my worth. And I think that's okay, because mm. the soul meanders in a way that the conscious mind does not understand, but I think what it's really trying to do is, is, is have us become more lucid through all these experiences that we've had. And so, you know, I extended a lot of my, like, like my passion and I feel like I energetically kept people afloat because I have a lot of energy, right? I mean, that's like a parent about me, you know? And so I'm walking around my space right now because I'm too lit up to actually (laughs) sit the way I was. (laughs) Exactly. So like, yeah, you're, you know, a lot of my energy was going into that pursuit and it was, it was searching and it really, but it was so earnest and so beautiful. And I can Mm. even say that sort of like a month after being snapped out of a level of sort of like hypnosis into more lucidity. Mm. Um, but the thing about it is like, we live in such a sort of dogmatic culture and even yeah. in the wellness, whatever. So we're like, nah, you cut that person off, you know, yep. this is how it is. And it's yes. like, okay, okay. There's no and nuance. Yeah. Exactly. And then when I get down into like what the, how the soul paints and how the soul seeks to understand something, which is really the most important thing to me, um, I start to see that there's this beautiful orchestration that's happening that we would miss if we were just sort of logically 
trying to move through it. It's like you don't see the image hidden in the picture until you see it, right? And yes. then once you see it, you can never unsee it because it's there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I, I had been doing, you know, and a lot of it was um, sort of not living in reality. And that was something, I think that's even like a technique in in the law of attraction. But for me, here's the caveat. It's like the only way to shift your reality is by fully dropping into it and appreciating it for what it is. So if you've just been, I was going to give all these examples, but yeah, it's just really, it's this full presence that you have with what is, and then you can say, okay, and then you can create a new story. And so I think that's, I think that's what's happened. And so it feels really good to sort of collect my energy. Like as I cleaned the kingdom, it's like, oh, okay. There wasn't this deep abiding trust, like bless you. Okay, bam, Mm -hmm. energy's back here. You know, there wasn't, you know, I didn't, you know, it all comes down to trust, I think. I think trust and integrity, I, you know, keep giving examples of that. But once I cleaned that up, I'm like, wow, I've got so much more energy for what's real for me, what I really want to create. I'm not spinning my wheels as much. I'm not trying to have people love me or celebrate me when there's so many people that freely do it. Like mm-hmm. what, what am I, you know, what am I doing? So. And it's funny. Cause we think that we don't really like, I don't know for me personally, I thought I wasn't that kind of person. And then I thought about how many times I went into business for people to love me. And I think about how many times I accepted things for people yeah. to love me in relationships or in friendships and so on. And but so also forth. like what, a, what a beautiful thing that mm. we're so hardwired to be love that we sometimes think we have to like do something to get it. So like, we're all in this process of remembering. And when I really like sit with the compassionate element of it, I'm like, wow, it's this impulse that we all have. And yes, uh, it's, it can be misdirected, but that's what I really try to do is I try to like mm-hmm. tune in to what the actual real energy of the thing is. Like, even if we're putting the energy in the wrong direction, which, you know, I've been turning it more and more back to um, my own ethos, right? But there's still, you know, when we're looking at who we are mythically, like the story that we're telling. Yes. um, And the story underneath the story is like where I want to get, because then we can switch the myth, we can switch the story, but not until we understand sort of like what the group yearning is right yes I love what you just did there because you've basically revealed just how beautiful the desire is and underneath the desire or in the path of the desire is going to be an intention that you can set and hold and feel into and shift with you know I think I think uh (laughs) I'm just giddy right now I'm so giddy right now like I'm just so happy receiving that like literally I I smile just broke out of my face and now I can't talk I can't even talk I'm just so happy because I think you you cracked it in a way does that make sense like there is there is this connective tissue between all of us and so even when we do the wrong thing quote unquote the wrong thing you were saying things are very dogmatic now even when we do the wrong thing we're actually still in this together is what I'm hearing from you Mm. 100% and I've really been um remembering that 95% of what we do is governed by the subconscious and the subconscious speaks a totally different language. It's a language Mm. of myth and poetry and music, all the things I love. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, 
I'm tapping into a mythic story and the way that I'm telling it doesn't even have to be true. It just has to elicit a response that awakens the reader, right? It gives yes. us, you know, it gives us our lucidity back. And, you know, it, like I'm smiling from ear to ear because there's nothing more than I love, like being around the fire with people and sort of hearing well, like, you know, what, what are you, what's, what are you going through? And it's all these similar yet different stories. And when we hear them, we, we, there's a piece about the human experience. And there's also an awakening about, okay, yes, that was, but I'm hearing that it's something that we're all moving through. So like, how can I arrive, you know, more fully as myself, or how can I step into the next level of this challenge? And we don't get there if we don't sort of tap into the mythos, if we're just like in the logical details where mm. we're spinning our wheels and we're like I was thinking about energetic stalemates and that seems to be you know part of I feel like we could literally and maybe we are you know I was thinking about how different life is now than seven years ago how many quote-unquote yeah. advances we've made like you know how mm -hmm. how rapidly things are progressing mm -hmm. and the idea that we can move into this like heartful renaissance and that you know oh, things can yeah me too right now yeah and that we can yes. like sort of we can grow this like life tree so much in a short amount of time again the quantum hack which is just presence mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah like we're back at the we're back at the beginning i love it <laughs> i know we're going we're getting into that full circle vibe which i love it's funny too because the thing that i'm going to ask you is also going to do that um, you were mentioning this energetic stalemate, right? And then these advances. And then we're back at this place in the beginning where we were talking about hacks and the things that we're seeing. How are you? So you hold this really beautiful space and vision for people. You have this compassionate space for people. And I know you mentioned that you have a kind of tough love side, but do you ever get exhausted or weary or drained I know a lot of people are going through like a nihilistic phase mm -hmm. right how do you or are you feeling any sort of weirdness around just being around so much energy and holding space for people's stories no matter how tangled and mm -hmm. confusing and heartbreaking they get hmm. not really but in the way so the way that I relate to what you're saying is that I felt all of those emotions at different times. And, you know, it may, it, and sometimes it could come through the avenues that you're talking about, but deeper than that, it's like the human condition of just feeling weary. I mean, you can feel weary that you're just dragging around the same bones every goddamn right. day. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You mm -hmm. can feel beaten down because you didn't take your own advice, or maybe you said something that you didn't, you know, didn't feel was true in the moment, but you were acting out of a place of fear or um, uh, survival, right? Mm -hmm. So all of those things feel familiar, but I, um, I think, I don't know, I, I feel like this, the, like the lifeblood of who we are. And so in that way, it doesn't feel too heavy. And I don't know mm. if it's just like, my guides got me like I've got, yes. you know what I mean? And so when, when my flesh is weak, they got me. Oh, and, and then like when my, exactly. When my flesh is weak, there's also something really beautiful about that. Mm. Uh, you know, just the melancholy in me is like, Oh, okay. I can feel um, this deep well of connection with, you know, what's pulsing through everybody. So yes, like yes and no at the mm -hmm. same time. <laughs> You see so much beauty. I love it so much. Now I'm curious though, <laughs> because we have we have dichotomies and, and dualistic tendencies. I want to know what you find ugly. 
<laughs> I mean, there are a lot of ugly things. There really are. But I think... you, you personally. Okay, so like <clears throat> the other day, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'll, I sometimes might be general on purpose and that's just is what it is. But yeah, yeah. I was thinking that our culture sort of worships a lot of things that I feel are like really sick, you know, and mm-hmm. that we're going to look back as we evolve and be like, oh, very archaic, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and a lot of people won't realize that until they're told that, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and they'll start shifting. And then there's many of us who, as we distance ourselves from sort of the roar of the machine, we're like, wow, we've worshiped a lot of things that are ultimately not life-giving, you know, mm-hmm. and um, uh, what do I find ugly? I- yeah, what pisses you off? What gets you on the... What pisses me off? What okay, so this lately, this has been pissing me off and my neck is just going. Ah! Okay, because I, I recently went through a situation where I felt very betrayed, even though my intuition mm-hmm. was telling me, hey, boo, you finna get betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of the people who were in the circle did the whole... They just went straight to like, everything happens for a reason and Mm. um, your soul called in this lesson and there's no bad here. And I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) Like that's where y'all want to go. Okay. (laughs) No, no. So first of all, we can have discernment and this, Uh and this is key. Uh It's just like Uh with, with whatever's happening in the world, it's like literally anything goes. And Mm -hmm. I do think the creator gave us a space where basically it's like, as you wish, you can create any experience that you want, but just because we can, doesn't mean we should. I think that's been showed over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, lately just the, the spiritualization of, 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 of feeling or, or having a moral compass where it's like, no, this is not right for me. This doesn't feel like it's an integrity. That isn't something that I would do. That was shitty. Fuck off. You know, like sometimes the most spiritual response is fuck off. And that's just that. Like I'm cleaning up my kingdom. I don't need to explain, you know what you did. (laughs) (laughs) Go. Oh, yes. I knew there was something lying in there. Yeah. Bam. We got a little power in there. totally totally and like I think we should all have that sort of like righteous anger come Mm -hmm. in and I think what does temper it is like right after that I'm just gonna hapono hapono this shit so eventually (laughs) there is no charge so like please forgive me thank you I love you actually and and this is how we set a boundary no longer are we in this connection that we were in before you know I wish you well which also can be like fuck off Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. I think I saw that in your latest post. You were like, yeah. this is how you fuck up. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Um, I, I <laughs> you know why else I love this though? Um I I love the idea of an energetic fuck off more than like um a, a full on blowout fuck off. Does that yeah. make sense? There's yeah. just, uh, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. It's just more, I don't know, it's more delicious. It feels more powerful. It feels more, I don't know, intentional as well. I guess yeah, it feels like, classy. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, not that the most people haven't heard guillotine followed by classy, but do you know, like when I think <laughs> of like, when I think of laser precision and something that's just like, bam, it's yes. cut, yes. it's like, woo, it's like searing, but it's yes. like, okay, it's like point taken, you know, it's like, yes that that feels really clean that feels clean actually (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> do you feel like your level of discernment has enhanced a lot more after the situation? Oh if you gosh. feel like you're still processing? No, razor sharp. It's like if there is a yellow light, um, mm-hmm. I fully honor that. And I also say, no, it's not right for me. It's not yeah. right for me. So I've been really leaning into the comfort and discomfort of my like authentic yes. And the thing about <laughs> it is like, it's been reduced down to a meme, which is like, it's like a fuck yes or a no. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. although I think there's a lot of truth to that, um, there is a quality about what I'm talking about that's more like, oh, man, how do I even describe it? For some reason, the tarot is coming into my mind. So, because I, I love the about, tarot, so hit me. Good. I wrote about this today because it's like the 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 fool is the zero energy. It's like you're back mm-hmm. at square one, and the only the only way you can get to the fool. Okay, come with me. So, like at the end of the tarot is the world, and the world's like you've learned such a big lesson mm-hmm. so quickly that your world is forever changed. So mm-hmm. you know when you're in that space of like that ultimate kind of truth mm-hmm. you, can, you can go back into the energy of the fool it's like you don't have to have a past but the lesson is so ingrained that you're not going to go pet the bear again at least not for right. a long time mm-hmm. and if you are going to pet the bear again it's a different bear it's a different it's a bear. slightly yep. different circumstance because you want to learn something new right mm-hmm. so i'm in this space of like moving from this big tower moment to this new level of awareness, this razor sharp intuition where it's like, now I'm finally willing to make those cuts to mm. make my kingdom safe that I was lingering. It's like, oh, well, sometimes it's, then it's not, no, no, right now, none of that works. So it feels really like pure and innocent and back to, um, I don't know, back to square one. Oh my goodness. Full circle and back to square one all at the okay. same time, like squares <laughs> and circles. Also, it's so funny that you brought up the world because I'm wearing a necklace of the world right now, the world nice. tarot. <laughs> I love it. So don't love you love it. when that happens? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we there's so many, I mean, almost everything we've talked about has been mirrored and or was the exact same word that the other person was thinking. So yes. I'm actually staring at a pillow that says your fate. And this might be a little bit of a loaded question. But I do want to know, where do you see your fate going in general or specifically in the next year, in the next couple months? Take it however you will. Open-ended question. I like it. The first, there's a little story that comes to mind before I mm. attempt to Tell um, us story. slow down. Well, so I've been hearing a lot about the difference between destiny and fate. And mm-hmm. I think it's something I've just been trying to understand for myself in this mm-hmm intellectually stimulating sensual way not to like have the ultimate answer but just Mm -hmm. to feel into a new spaciousness around those and I may be I may be saying it the wrong way so just like bear with me you'll help me feel into this but so you asked me about fate right Mm -hmm. and something about fate is sort of like out of your control right Mm -hmm. when I think of that word it's like I'm sort of at the mercy of something other than something that's my own creating and then when I think about destiny Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think more about like my soul came in with an imprint Mm -hmm. I began listening I merged Mm -hmm. it with like what I want to create and like birth these worlds and so when I when I feel into what that is it's so like it's 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 shockingly simple but it's also my inner child is really happy about 
um, how I've been able to create a livelihood around, I mean, I'm just going to like break it down. So like I dance online, I share my thoughts, I make, you know, and of course I serve my clients and I do other things that are more official, but the things that have really got me noticed by people Mm -hmm. are like, oh, I'm, I'm aware of this energy that's coming from this space online. And it's this woman, Mm -hmm. it's like doing all the things that I love to do as a kid. And so when I like think into my life, I'm like living in this, like the cutest little cottage a-frame. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. in the woods. Mm-hmm. I'm making magic. I'm surrounded by people that I love. Um, there's a there's like a new influx of energy that's always sort of like turning my life over, whatever that means. Like mm-hmm. I trust the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 a music supervisor. I'm I'm working on movies and I'm pairing like scenes of movies with music. I'm creating, I'm writing, I'm living, I'm birthing. Maybe I'm birthing a physical baby. Maybe I'm birthing this relationship that I've always wanted. Mm. But it just feels really guided. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm finally yielding more to that cosmic hand. I'm not trying to make puzzle pieces fit that don't fit. I'm willing to quote unquote wait and step into it when the time is right. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm standing in front of everyone naked and I'm not like, it's not even a dream where I'm like, okay, cover up. I'm like, here I am, <laughs> you know, like here Fully I embraced. am. I exactly. And then talking about embodiment, you're, you're, you are, you are yeah. embodying every day. And then, you know what I saw in my mind's eye, everyone just started to peel their clothes off and nobody was self-conscious. Mm. Nobody was like, Ooh, that's a good body. That's a bad body. That's mm-hmm. a whatever body. It just mm-hmm. was like all of us as ourselves, it, ourselves. I don't know. It just, it feels really good. I don't know exactly what that expression is going to be, but I know it's going to be authentic to what my soul wants to birth. And it's like, you know, it's storytelling, it's myth, it's, mm-hmm. it's connection, it's relationship. It's, it's like unlimited supply of dried mango. It's like, um, you know, uh, squirting. It's like mm-hmm. dream interpretation. Mm-hmm. It's like all the things that I love. I really do love life. And I, I can be a pretty melancholy bitch a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that's also, that's also there. And I love to be able to play with, you know, everything that makes up me for whatever reason but you honor your evolution and I think through that you end up honoring life like you don't have to actually go out of your way to honor life but I think Mm. through celebrating your life as much as you do it comes through and it's interesting too the way that you describe to me how fate feels in your body and how destiny feels in your body because when I think about fate I do very much think of possibilities Mm-hmm. And when I think possibilities, immediately I think quantum. I think quantum realm. I think anything is available, right? Nice. And then desire, uh, destiny. I kind of already said it, but destiny I think has so many, so many similarities to desire for a reason, right? They have so many yes. letters in common. <laughs> and desire is creative, desire, and then therefore procreative, right? Mm. So we are birthing these things within destiny. And I think the alignment between destiny and fate is where it gets really fucking juicy and mythical. To your point right where you're living this life that's like it's legacy and it's living all at the same time oh my god yeah I love that Mm -hmm. I love how you just joined it together Mm because I'm like oh thinking about 
there's this story of these twin flames and one of them is named Desi and one of them is named Faye oh, and they both the sort story. of, but do you yes. know what I mean? Like it doesn't yes. have to be exactly that, but yes. like when they meet in the quantum, it all starts to make sense, exactly. but not until, not until they let their old sort of identities mm-hmm. and their, you know, what everyone's named them to be sort mm-hmm. of like fall away and they get into the true essence of who they are. And they like, they meet of course. Yes, they shed the projections. Yeah, exactly. I love that. The, the projections that aren't there and they get really deep into themselves like this fucking conversation. Mm. <laughs> like, I just... I adore you. I, I literally I adore you. I think that you are light years. I don't know. I don't know where you came from or really <laughs> even like, you know what I mean? Like we don't know each other's backstory mm-hmm. very much. Mm-hmm. It's just meeting at this point in mm-hmm. the timeline and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just adore you. And I'm thank you. <laughs> I love you. I love you to pieces. I love that you're the kind of person who doesn't just it's not a question of like, I say jump and you, you know, you determine how high it's more like when I when I jump, you jump. It's like we mirror each other totally. at exactly the right time, because <laughs> it feels good to us. And then we play. Mm-hmm. I, I always get the feeling that we're like, <laughs> we're we're both crones, but we're also two children jumping on a bed. You totally. know, yeah, and you, I don't know if you left me a voice memo, but you used the word mischief, and it's lit- It's one of my most favorite energies, mm-hmm. and it does mm-hmm. feel like, I don't know, this this element of mystery and sort of just mm-hmm. like a glint, a glint in your eye. Yeah. Always very sparked, and, you know, I'm going to have to, I don't know, go put my feet in the ground. It's cold, but I'm going to have to do that so I can go to sleep tonight after talking <laughs> to you. But, yeah, that's the vibe. That's I'll the be vibe. up for a couple more hours. So I'm <laughs> taking this energy, and I'll probably be alchemizing it into something unexpected. Nice. But I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on this conversation. Um, we'll do, like, one official thing. Where do people follow you? Where do they find you? Where do you want them to track you down? Yes, find me at AsiaOphelia.com or the Girlfriend Manifesto. Sort of all roads lead home. Oh, <laughs> how do you just do that? That was magical. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. I love us so much. I'm probably going to invite you back and we'll have another conversation. I love it. I'll do it as many times as you ask. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much for coming in um at nine and at night it's such a magical time I found we 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 got through this and we did something incredible Mm. I will hit you up in text after this just to say another thank you but I'm gonna end it here I love you bye travelers bye I have to talk about uh, the most extraordinary woman literally um, Amara taking so much from my call with her already. I've taken so much from my prophecy from her, and it really is a prophecy. Trust me. There is no way she could have known half of the shit that she said that was literally happening in real life. Facts, 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 queen, facts. Here are the receipts. <laughs> I feel so seen and God, so like just validated. I feel very validated. Just receive so much insightful guidance. Like I could just tell she was speaking to my soul and it just made me so emotional. And like, fuck, I'm gonna need to incubate on this. (laughs) Suddenly you popped up into my world and I'm like, ah, I love it. I'm just like, you're so good at storytelling how 
potent and powerful your work is. Her energy is just so expansive and illuminating and lovely. So y'all are gonna, mm, not gonna wanna miss this one. You guys should check her out. She's fantastic and so warm and loving. And, oh, thank you so much. I want to dare money to show me how big and expansive I am and it is by making some it's too good to be true money. That is my prophecy. Into your classes and strut your story was first. And I was like, we're a wallflower. We just hang out and we hide and we've got to fix that first. Because unless you get some confidence in yourself, you're not going to have any confidence in your writing. Yeah. And that's, that's just how I had to do it. I mean, I'm not saying that's a, like a universal rule, but for me, it was, you got to believe in yourself before you can, you know, believe in, in what you're writing and what you're creating. Very direct person, she's very no nonsense and she doesn't coddle people. Mm. And when it comes to them wanting to, you know, to, to bullshit, mm. you yeah. don't coddle that, you don't, and it's not good for people. It's like, when you said you're a very loving person, I felt that, but mm. in the actual sense of a loving person. Mm. You're not going to coddle someone or do the, oh baby, and, and oh look, I'm taking care, no, no, no. You, you give real love, so that was my question, is whether that triggers people in, in your day-to-day. -day. Like, if you actually, if you experience that, or if that becomes an issue at all. Yeah, it definitely does.